Welcome to the Down the Pub podcast. This week we got to talk to Wanderers Akeem Garcia and Alex DeCarlos. I'm also joined by Carlos Benitez and Chris Searle. Apologies for the audio not being the greatest. Um, I did try my best. It was a little bit hard with five people on basically a conference call. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe. Now on with the show. We're afraid of everyone. Afraid of the sun. Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We're joined by original Wanderers, Alex DeCarolis and Akeem Garcia. Uh, we're also joined by Chris Searle and Wanderers superfan Carlos Benitez. Thanks for joining us this week, lads. Thank oh, you. Thank, thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. So, um, first question I have is for Akeem and Alex. Um, how happy were you guys to re-sign my Halifax this season, this season? Yeah, no, I mean... It was a place I really wanted to come back to after a year one finish. I mean, the fans are so good to me, like I've said before. And I know we didn't finish where we wanted to in the standings, but I think we have a good foundation of the returning players back. And I feel like the places are in the right steps to um, have a successful team for year two. So I really wanted to build on what year one was. And I think um, this year, when the season gets going, I think we'll have um, the team to do that. Oh, it's an it's an amazing club. It's an amazing city. So I was really excited excited to to get back to play for the Wonders. It 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 this year for sure is going to be a really exciting year for you guys. You know, it's, we have a uh, we brought back some really good players, and we have some really good players who also joined the team. So we 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 it, it's really I'm really looking forward to this season. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to um, it starting, hopefully. Um, yeah. So, so with, yeah. You guys having to stay, with you guys having to stay home, uh, what's the club giving you in terms of fitness plans to make sure you're staying fit? Yeah, I mean, we have, um, through our strength coach, we have like our own individual programs that we're doing daily. Um, kind of just doing it in isolation. I mean, kind of have to make work with what we have so just in our own homes we're doing our things and then finding our own private space outside we're doing our fitness routines also so um, we're not allowed to do anything team oriented or in a gym with anything regarding the team so it's kind of hard to find the time and the space to do that but I mean it's our job right so it's our responsibility to be where our fitness was when we stopped and when we enter back we have to be at that same level so it's just about finding the balance and the places to do that. Yeah, Alex, Alex said, Alex said everything that it needs to be said, you know, you just, you know, at the end of the day, we are professionals. We need to take care of our bodies and do the right stuff for, for on the break. You know, um, they, they work out everything well. They plan everything well. It's up, just up to us to, to do what we have to do. And hopefully when, when we hear something, Hopefully it's soon we can get back to, to, to training. 
Yeah, I guess like in the, uh, you, it's basically what you've been doing for the last couple of months anyway, since the season finished. So it's just more of the same really for you guys, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird feeling because like we were about a week and a half into preseason. Like we were just starting to get our groove. The guys are starting to meet each other and it was going well. And then this all happened. So it's just like you said, right back to what we were a couple months ago. The only difference now is um, we're not really allowed to be training like in public facilities with people around, right? So it's kind of making a little impact on that. But for the most part, I mean, it's basically just an extended preseason um, where we got lucky mm. to get about two weeks in of training. But now it's just kind of back to our own individual self. So it's I, I think if it was to happen, this was a good time for it to happen just because we're still in that preseason mode. Um, I can't imagine what it's like for the, the teams and the sports that are in season to have to stop like cold turkey like that. So I think for the... Yeah, yeah, it kind of it, it sucks because, like, all of the players, you know, starting to know each other, you know. When I first came in, I didn't know some of the guys. So, you know, as you started to play with them, you started to enjoy training with them more. And for this to come and happen, you know, a setback, you know, it, it really sucks. And you just, as I said before, I just hope everything, like, the league figures out something soon, you know. And, you know, we go, we start back doing preparing for the season yeah I guess like I mean for the like the people in the Premier League and all that and stuff like having to restart after being halfway through a season is going to be a lot harder for those guys um, at least you're kind of in the phase where you haven't actually started yet so I guess it's a little bit easier I suppose I'm just going to open the floor up then like uh, Carlos did you want to ask a couple of questions yeah uh, I had a question for Akeem this is something that it's been kind of like in my mind like because Last season, he was a winger, so it's more like a personal question for him. Like, he can play as a number nine or as a winger. Like, he performs well in both positions. But for a particular, like, for myself, I like him more as a winger. So I want to ask, when you play, I know, like, if Steven tells you, play as nine, you will play as nine. You play as a winger, you play as a winger. What's the position that you really feel comfortable with? I know you feel comfortable playing both positions, but what do you like the most? Actually, uh, early, early in my career, when I played, uh, on the under 17 national team, I was uh, a forward. Being a professional, I signed my first contract at 18, so they signed me as a winner. So, you know, I began my prof professional career as a winner. You know, so I've, I feel a little more comfortable on a wing, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my natural position, but I also enjoy playing forward, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to score the goals, you know. Yeah. So wing is my, I feel more comfortable on a wing, but, you know, I can play anywhere in, in the attack. It doesn't matter. I even played in the 10 a couple of games last season. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It doesn't, for me, wing is better, but forward, it's nice. I don't. I also heard he wants oh, to right, play uh, left back this year too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can you guys can trade when you're up four <laughs> nil. 
Uh, Alex, I actually kind of had a similar question to Carlos. Um, I was reading online here and there in bits and pieces, as well as on Football Manager, which I've referred to many times as Anthony knows, um, that you also played center back previously in your career. Is there any truth to this? And did you start playing left back in Halifax or was it prior to that? Yeah, no. Um, in college, uh, I went to school. Um, I played as like a left winger, okay. left back the whole my whole four years. And then uh, my second year in Sweden, my second team, uh, we played with a three defender um formation so basically okay. three center back so i played the full season as the left-sided center back so um yeah no i mean in a back three i'm super comfortable as the one of the three um i haven't played too much as a center back in a back four but i mean um like it's pretty similar to the back three just different uh you have to cover more ground but other than that i mean in a back three i that's what i did for a full season in europe so I would definitely be comfortable if that's the formation that we want to try. But I mean, I think left back's more my uh, style of play. Right on, right on. How different is the style in uh, Sweden compared to Canada? Um, the league I played in, I think, was very good. I mean, we've had a couple players in the CPL that played in the same uh, league that I was in. Um, I would find it a bit less, way less physical. I mean, it's not like as physically demanding as some of the players in this league, but I feel like it's a bit more tactical a lot more using your brain compared to your athleticism and um it was a bit slower pace but a lot more like methodical in the way they play um but as far as like if a cpl team were to play in that league i think it would be pretty like very like a contrasting style of play but it was good i mean i learned the game from a different aspect of it so um, it was a good step for me in my career when I was over there. Um, uh, I, 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 there's not really a whole lot I know about the Trinidad. The uh, I believe it's called the Red Stripe League. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, uh, it's called uh, the TT League. That's the one. Okay. Red Stripe is Jamaica. Pardon me. Keep that, yeah. Anthony. I want to get called out on that one big time. <laughs> um, but I never really knew much about Trinidad footballers or, or Trinidad uh, players aside from Dwight York growing up. I mean, he was an idol of mine. Um, similar to Anthony's question to Alex about the league over in Europe, how is the Trinidad league, the Trinidad footballing scene compared to Canada? Oh, in Trinidad, it's, it's really physical, you know. You have to, there are a lot of talent, talented players, you know. They just need to get a little more tactical knowledge, you know. Trinidad is a league where you receive more raw talent. You see players dribbling all the time. They're quick, you know, but it's not as tactical as CPL, you know. Um, I think, uh, and like one thing I noticed in Canada, like there's a lot of like academies as young, they're teaching them positioning, certain things. I think in Trinidad, when you reach a certain age, that's when you start to learn those stuff. So you grow up with a talent, but the tactical knowledge of the game, you, you learn when you're like, you get a little older, like 14, 15, 16. Yeah. More or less in Canada and other countries, you learn it when you're six, eight, ten, you know? So like I think that's that's where the difference lies. But the in China the league is 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 physical. It's you will see a lot of dribbling, a lot of oh you say it's samba, you know a lot of freestyling and stuff. Nice. Yeah. You know here it's faster, it's more tactical. You know you have to be fit to play here. So when I came here, obviously I had to adjust. You know? Yeah, totally different kinds of, of soccer. Alex, you, Alex, you're going to have to start re, uh, watching some Ronaldinho videos to get your uh, Samba on. Oh, I know. I mean, <laughs> no, it, 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 it will make sense. 
Yeah. No, I mean that's the furthest. That's the furthest from the way I play. So <laughs> it would take me years, years to do some of that kind of stuff. I see people. I see people doing this toilet paper kick up thing, and I went in the mirror the other day and tried it. Like I couldn't even get two or three. So I was like, I don't know how these guys are doing this. But there's somebody was driving down the highway and they saw a toilet roll being kicked out the window. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Carlos, what was your question, brother? Yeah, oh, my question is for Alex. Uh, Alex, uh, you position the man's life very back and forth. Um, I want to ask which player, like any team, like any rival in the CPL, who was the hardest one to keep a mark? Say, I felt uh, Telfer was pretty hard to defend, Ryan Telfer. Yeah. Um, just because he was really, like, sh really shifty and he was always, like, a smarter player. I thought he was always more putting himself in the right positions. I didn't find him to be the most like athletically dominating for me, so like that was okay, but I felt he was always in situations that made me had to like work harder than I thought I needed to. People always say guys like like Pasquati and those kind of guys were good and they're good players, but for me they were a bit easier to defend just because they play one way. Whereas Telfer for me you could go left. Yeah, like he was just as good going left as he was right. I mean, he could play a ball. He could get behind. Like he had a lot of dimensions to his game, and I was really impressed with him. Who else? I think was pretty good. Uh, Bustos, Pacific now, but when he was on Valor, um, yeah. he was a very good player too. I mean, so so shifty with the ball and really hard to get the ball off of for a small guy. So I was really impressed with him too. He, he'll be a handful for Pacific. Yeah, I, I would say those two guys were. By far the hardest for me. He was good at uh, shielding the ball, both those when you see him. Oh play, yeah, like, like you would never think a guy of like his size would be able to do that. But like there was one time, like we went to I forget which game it was, but we went into like a fifty-fifty, and I'm almost probably fifty pounds on him, and like he hit me so good, and like it just kind of threw me off guard, and like I've never really experienced <laughs> well, that in this league. So no, he, and, he, was, uh, uh, he was he was big, yeah, good. Yeah, just solid, like just solid, and he he uses body properly. I find Akeem does that really well too. I mean, for being a smaller guy, he always smaller. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you, you know what I, you know what I mean. Like you're not the big Marcus Haber yeah, yeah, body type guy, yeah. but I, I found like Akeem in practice does a real, even in games does a really good job uh, using his body to leverage the bigger players, and I think that's a really good skill to have for s smaller guys. So, He's just answering my second question because <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that on training. Who was the hardest one after Akeem? So that's good. <laughs> so uh, Akeem, same question for you then. Who's the the hardest defender you have to play against last uh, year. For for me, man, uh, to say uh, the the guy from Calgary, I think Zatar is his name. Yeah, Dominic Zatar. Yeah, for me, the the reason I'm saying this is because he's not only big, he's strong, but he's also fast. You know, sometimes when I see the the biggest guys who you know are, are bigger than me, I try to like use my pace on them. You know, like have an advantage, but he's also quick, so. It was really, really, really hard for me this this year to to get a better of him. You know, I will have to give him that, and he he was good this year at marking me. And I will have to also say, uh, I forget the guy's name from uh from Edmonton as well. The other center. Uh, did it? Yeah, did it. Did, but, did it? Yeah, I think early in the game, like uh, we we had it, you know, and uh, he. He's good, and I I like how he plays. Uh, but he makes mistakes, but everyone does, you know. But 
for me, those two are the are the two guys that I had the most problems facing this season. I think I think you're forgetting someone though, who you faced every day in practice. <laughs> oh my god! It's so easy. So I guess the for Akeem, um obviously you've got your own exhibit now in the Hall of Fame of Nova Scotia. Uh, awesome. How honored! How, how honored were you by that? Oh my god! It it's when I saw it, man. It was so it was so like it seems so seems so serene, you know. Because I mean, it could have happened with anyone, you know. And for me to get an opportunity to be there, it's like it's like a big deal for me, you know. I'm extremely honored by it. I'm so proud, you know. Um, and I'm just grateful, man. It's awesome. Um, Alex, do you think we'll have a uh, an exhibit of you here as well? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I, 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 <laughs> no, when at least have that number twenty four retired. <laughs> no, but like when it, when Akeem says like it could have been anyone, like he like to go on his side, like he worked hard every day, and like that goal, like that's just being in the right space at the right time, right? So I think he deserved that, no problem. But I mean, for me, honestly, like I, I mean, sure, I mean, playing all my careers like in Halifax, but I mean, honestly, now getting to the older years of my career, like for me, it's more about winning, winning now. I mean, I've had the younger years of my career where I want to be more like individually, like statistic stats, but now it's just, I think we have a good team in place where, I mean, I'm the oldest player on the team this year. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm the oldest, but <laughs> we are an experienced team this year. So like we've all played professionally now. So I feel like um now in my time my career i'm just enjoying it in day after day i mean you never know when your career is going to be done and i mean not that i'm getting close to that but i feel like i have a lot more years left but i'm kind of just taking in every moment now and for me it's just having that winning team that's the number one right now yeah man and in saying that i would just like to say like alex is one of those guys like he he's always there like he's open you can talk to him you know ask him for advice you know he He's always in, in one mood and training, you know. He always wants us to work hard. So, like, and having those guys, like, here to come back, it's amazing. And it's, it, like, makes you free to play this year, you know. So, it's, I can say this year, like, what we, what we were lacking last year is, like, I noticed in training, like, it's always a battle, you know. Like, this year, you can see guys are actually battling for positions. It don't matter if you were here last year. Who's come this year? It doesn't matter to no one, and that's that's how it's been in training. It's been stiff, it's been really stiff in training the last couple of days. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, a question for you, Alex. Um, as you probably heard us hollering, um, you were a guy that we really felt embraced our energy, and at the end of games, you really made it well known how much you appreciated our noise. And you always led the line, and you always made sure all the guys they might have been down and out because of a result, but you made sure that their heads were up and they all came and gave us appreciation. I always preach to the fans around us that it's not something that we should demand or expect of the players. That's a gift from the players to us that we should always stick around and show them support. Where in your career did you kind of get that ethic from? Like, was that something that came early in your career or, or is that the experience of not being the old guy on the team, but the oldest guy on the team. Yeah, no, so it actually came from one specific time. So my uh, second team in Sweden also, um, we had a lot of fans, like not as many as Wanderers, but um, just as passionate, you know. So there was a game where 
I forget what happened. I, I might have been subbed out when I was mad about it or we lost or something. But like we lost the game and I went straight into the change room and my captain came and brought me back out like by my throat almost. And it was like, you're gonna, <laughs> like, like, no, but he, but he was like, he was like, you're going to go clap for all of our fans who spend money to come watch you play and all that. And then like, I was just, I was selfishly in the moment that I was mad at myself where I didn't care about anyone else. And then after right. that moment, I was kind of like, oh, like, he's right. I mean, tickets aren't cheap. I mean, they're taking two, three hours out of their day to come watch us. Like, the least I can do is go clap, you know? So I, I've just kind of had yeah. that mentality. And I mean, the players appreciate it. Like, like, when we see other teams in our league not having the fan support that we do, like, we definitely appreciate that. And I mean, to be like the where our record was last year, like, Let's be honest, we were at the bottom and our fans still, no matter what, came out and filled the park. So like, as a player, like, that's the absolute least that we owe you guys, right? So I just kind of always had that mentality since that moment. And I mean, I, I know our players last year loved playing our home games. Like, that's all we look forward to. And I mean, at the end of the day, it, it takes two minutes out of your time just to salute that. I mean, Everyone always goes to the kitchen because they make the most noise, but that's not, but they're the same amount of fan as everyone sitting on the grandstand, right? So I think we should make that a tradition for all the players where we start in the one corner and make our way around the field. So that's just something I've always kind of done. And Akeem, it's not like you were one of those players that gave us appreciation. You definitely were, in fact. Um, we were pointing out not that long ago that you were one of the guys that used to walk right up to the fans that were sitting in the premium seats to give high fives and shake hands and pretty much give autographs to the kids right after you just sweated out 90 minutes. Kind of similar to the question I gave to Alex. Where does that come from or did that kind of just generate here in Halifax? Well, uh, first of all, um, this is new to me, you know, playing in front of so many fans. So, yeah, okay. I, like, for, for example, I always like acknowledge the fans because as Alex said, like they pay money, they take time with their games. Oh, they they take time of their day to to come and support us and you know share us on and we just love playing at home so the fans like they they gave us they were always there you know even when we were bad results whatever they were they were there so for me it's just appreciation I always take time you know take time to do anything the club asks me to do with fans anything it's no problem for me because we really appreciate it as players you know. Without the fans, like the game, we wouldn't feel to play. Honestly, you know, without the fans, we wouldn't want to play at home. So you know, so it's just like more appreciation and just showing love for for the fans. And it definitely I mean, like, goes both ways. Definitely. Sorry, Alex. No, no, yeah, I was just gonna say, it. and it's like a bubble building a brand too, right? Like we're a one, a two-year-old club. So like, when the fans see like, oh wow, like these players are like noticing us. Like I feel like. They're gonna, that's more likely for the fan who's just going maybe the one time a year that might lead them to come two times next year, buy season tickets the next year, you know? So I think it's all about building that relationship because at the end of the day, like, like we're, like maybe not all of us are from Halifax or Nova Scotia, but we're here now and we want to be feeling in that community, right? So I think that's important too. And like what Keem said about like to watch the Champions League games when they closed doors, like, it's not the same. Like it's, it's yeah. not the same at all to watch. And those are the highest level players. So like, when we see that our fans are passionate for us, like we just want to pay that back. Awesome, awesome. Obviously, you've only had a brief time with the the new guys, though. How do you think the squad is going to gel coming into the new season? You think we're actually going to have 
a good chance to go far this year. This this squad is pretty amazing, and uh, just like the last squad, we had a a whole bunch of different different personalities. But this squad, like their players, man, you can see they come for business. You know, I honestly think we have a good chance of doing really good this year. Uh, just hope we get together as quick as possible. You know, and I believe honestly that coach coach and the staff they have really put thought in choosing a team this year. Uh, there's competition in every single position in the field, you know. So, like, yeah, we, you have to perform to play, you have to perform to make the team. There's no guarantee that you're going to make the 18 they left on this year. So, everyone has to be on top of their game. And by everyone being on top of the game, I think everyone's going to perform well. So, that's why I think that was the biggest thing, you know. So, this year... Um, I'm telling you, we, we can't really do good with this team. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and I mean, like, this coaching staff, like, whoever put this this year's team together, I mean, like, off the field, everyone, like, their personalities, like, so, that I've seen, I mean, it's only been here two weeks, but, like, everyone's personalities just seem like just good people, like, off the field. And I think that's so important because, I mean, I'm not going to say names, but last year we didn't really have that good chemistry field, and I feel like hindrance for us on the fields. Year, I mean, for the short time that we've been here, um, I, I mean, the new guys can say the same. We really like to have those issues this year. Guys in every position that can play, as I not have been the case for some positions, but compared to last year, like, what element do you think you will not that you need it, but you would like to add in your game, um, uh, for both for Akeem and and Alex, like defensive wise, offensive wise. I know, like, the main purpose is just safety and score more goals, but what elements do you think they would like to add in your game for this year? Uh, for me, um, I think more consistency, man. Because uh, it had some games last year where, if we're being honest, uh, I wasn't really having good games and I would come and score. You know, and everyone will remember I scored. You know, but I just think I need to be a little more consistent, you know, like, performing, you know, make smarter decisions sometimes, you know, and just grow from there, you know. And of course, as you said, you said it, but score more goals, you know. This season, I definitely, once given an opportunity to play, I want to score more goals, you know, so that's always a plus. But I think my main goal this year is to be a lot more consistent in my performances in terms of decision-making, uh, you know. Just uh, game thinking and stuff. So that's that's the main thing for me right now. Just to more consistency. I think what about you, Alex? Going forward, I want to have my offensive game uh, in a better place this year. I mean, last year I felt hesitant and kind of passing the ball off to other players instead of taking people on. So I think I I mean I know I have that in my game. Like I've been on the goal the stat sheets in years past. So I feel like um, if I can add that to my game, it'll only help out our overall team attack this year. But yeah, I think defensively just stay solid and do more offensively for the team. So uh, I just had a, uh, a question from Sir Poivetier Denton. He wants to know how Akeem got the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, probably <laughs> I look like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> when like when I was younger, I think uh, my first club was San Juan Jablote. I joined them at age okay. uh, eleven. From my first year of training, they gave me a name and I just stopped. Many times I try to get rid of it, but it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's funny. So how did it come uh, back up in Halifax if you thought you left it in the trigger? Because coach, coach uh, on a national where coach came, I played with him for uh, Northeast Stars and San, Santa Rosa. And he always calls me that. So and when I came up here, he started calling me and training. So he just took me. And then coach, I think coach Steven knows me as Santa Rosa. When he was with uh, on a 20 national team. Yeah. yeah, so he knows me as that as well. The first time they said that, you must have been like, ah, oh, for Yeah, fuck man, sakes. I was so upset. <laughs> Everyone just kept calling me. But, but in Trinidad, once you're in Trinidad, you have to learn to like take like banter, you know? You have to learn to, to take talks. Oh, yeah. So if, if Alex, Alex can tell you how the Trinidadian guys are, in the locker room, you know, some guys get <laughs> mad, but that's okay. That's how we are. You know, we always having fun and giving our talk. So for me, I, I don't like it, but it's okay. I didn't matter anymore kind of stuff. That's funny. Nice one. <laughs> so, uh, Blue Face Wonder Mark wants to know, um, what advice have you given to the new guys about Halifax? Yeah, I mean, so as I mean, when the players got announced that they were signing, like. Like us returning players found out the same time that you guys did through Twitter as well, right? So those were all news. Yeah, like we had no idea either. So I mean, basically, once we got their phone numbers, like for me at least, I reached out to everyone individually, just saying, "Hi, I'm Alex." Blah blah blah. Like, if you have any questions about Halifax, anything, reach out. And some of the guys did. Like, I had a couple phone calls with some of the players off before that we got here, just kind of telling them what to expect and that kind of thing. And I mean. Just little things like this is a good restaurant or that's a nice place to go out at night. Like just little things like that to make them feel more home, homey. So, but I mean, on the field, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here for one purpose. So I feel like once we start training, everyone's kind of adjusted, but off the field, I've kind of been doing the younger guys just to, um, feel welcome. Cause I mean, a lot of them are going away from home from the first time. And I mean, I remember what that was like. I had to do that in Sweden. So. It was hard life to do that by yourself, so I know what it feels like. So I just kind of reached out to some guys and just said, "Hey, like whenever you need to do something, just you can always call one of the returning players. Like we've been through it here, so we know what to expect." Nice. So, well, yeah. I, I haven't done what Alex have done, but <laughs> from from talking to the guys just by interacting, I explained to them certain things like what you can expect to see here and how the city is and places to go and stuff like that. So, yeah, I haven't reached out, but when the guys got here, they asked me and it was easy to answer them. <clears throat> Mark also had another quick question for you, Akeem. He wants to know, can you get the recipe for your punch? Uh, <laughs> you, you, you'd have to ask Ramkosad for that. He knows how to make it good. I guess <laughs> I just eat the bananas after the games. Uh, and then um, singing wanderer Mike Campbell wants to know what memory sticks out most in your memories from last season oh that's a good one yeah that's a good uh, um I think for me the 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 first home game against that one the the first home victory that one stood out to me the the most because how the how we went one nil up the team came back and scored and then we came back and won the game. That was the just the, the way the team fought and we came back and how fast the game was. Especially seeing that it was our first ever home game as well. So that game was the one that 
stood out for me for the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to say the same. I mean, I feel like that's got to be everyone's favorite moment just because it was historic for the city, right? I mean, just feel like everyone in the city was there almost. Like, it was just like a had-to-be-there kind of moment. And I mean, like, when we got that winning goal by Luis, like, like I remember because I was a sub that game, but I remember, like, it took me, like, a second, two seconds to react. Oh, wow, he just scored. And, like, like you, I, I didn't even hear the atmosphere from the fans. Like, everything just blacked out. So I can't imagine, like, the guys that were on the field in that moment. Like, it, was, it would have been so cool. But, like, it has to be that moment. I mean, that's just the history of the Wanderers, right? That's, like, day one yeah, wonder right that's, there. That's, so. that's, that's where it all started, you know? Yeah. You guys, you guys will always have yeah, that, yeah, guess, right? Um, so, did, did Carlos or uh, Chris have any more questions? Yeah, certainly. I got one for both of the guys, just to get it out of the way. I suppose it's much easier to ask this one now. Who? It's a pretty generic question. Were your guys' early footballing influences? Like, what clubs did you guys support growing up? Who were your favorite players? Is there a player you kind of mold your game after? I asked Chris the same question, and... He gave us a solid answer, so I, you guys are under a little bit of pressure. <laughs> Alex, you want to go first? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, well, I grew up an Inter Milan fan, so um, oh, I've always been like, yeah. I mean, the best, the best team in the world, so it's hard not to. But <laughs> no, I mean, they're. Yeah, I grew up watching them, um, the Italy national team. I mean, my, my parents are Italian, so I kind of had that background. As far as players, I think I had two like that I remember vividly. I mean. Um, Brazilian uh, Maicon, the right back for Inter at the time. Oh, I really, really okay, liked yeah. how he played. I mean, I was always him. And then I liked my first jersey with Adriano from Inter. But I would yep. say, I would say my, nice. my favorite player ever growing up was uh, Matarazzi. Yeah, by far. <laughs> uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, and I actually met him walking down the street in Boston. I have a picture to prove that. So that was like my all-time best moment to meet a That's celebrity. That's amazing. I said, please, please let me uh, know that he allowed you to take a picture of you. Yeah, so basically, like, I, I, I went to watch, <laughs> I went to watch, uh, it was 2000 and when was it been? It was like two months after the World Cup. So, like, it was just, it just happened. So, it must have been 2006. Jeez. So, like, I was going to watch Inter play AC Milan, like, in the summer series in Boston. And, um, like, I'm not kidding. Me and my brother were, like, minutes away from missing the, the Nike. We were all bummed. And then, like, we see 20 guys in their Inter Milan polos walking through a park. So literally, oh, yeah, literally me, my brother, and it was Mourinho and Matarazzi that were just walking together. So we stopped them. So it was us four just talking for like five, ten minutes. Like literally Mourinho, Matarazzi, me, my brother. And like no one really came up to them because like, I mean, you know, like back then and like soccer wasn't like as big as it is now kind of thing. So no one really knew who they were. So we were having like, a conversation and like five minutes into it, some guy comes like, Hey, aren't you the guy who got headbutted? Like, like he just like said that. And like the guy in matter of got so mad and left. So like that was like, one of the coolest moments <laughs> of my life. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause before we actually started talking, I was watching the 2006 world cup final. Like that's, that's oh, absolutely really? weird. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be weird because Alex is Italian, but it's still kind of weird because I just finished watching Matarazzi score the equalizer. Oh yeah. He, he wanted to away the up. penalty. So, and I mean, yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, so like, cause my brother has an inter tattoo on his leg and, um, he got Matarazzi to sign his leg, like right above the tattoo. And he was like wow. so close to getting that tattoo, but then he like kind of changed his mind and they kind of thought logically after that, but. He was really close to doing that, so that would have been pretty funny, but yeah. 
Good times. Do you remember Gareth Bale destroying Mycon? Oh, relax. Mycon <laughs> my was, was was 10 months retired at that age. <laughs> I'm a sports fan. All oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're in some rough times together lately. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Akeem. For me, growing up, I always watched uh, Real Madrid. They had a number of stars, you know, and that's what I wanted to see growing up, you know, stars. But my favorite player of all time is, is Ronaldinho. That's my favorite player of all time. But I recently I tried when idolizing two guys, which is Eden Hazard and uh, Aguero, you know, mainly because we're probably around the same height. It's the same weight, you know, we play the same position. So, for me, they play at the highest level. So, watching them, you know, learning what they do, you know, it, it, it helped me a lot. I must say, their movement. So, these these two guys, that's it's who I really idolize. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I got two more questions, Anthony, I guess. Yeah, for a for each. Yeah, yeah, so, first to you, Alex. Um, Sarnia, you grew up there, or was born there, raised there? Oh yeah, born and raised. Used to visit there every once in a while. Tell me a little bit about Sarnia growing up. How's the football scene there, but just how was it like growing up there? Uh, I mean, probably better places to grow up, but I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, honestly though, for what it is, like it was good. I mean, it's a really good summer city, like it's beaches all around, so that was nice growing up. I mean, we're on the border of... Uh, United States, so like going to Detroit Pistons yeah. games and um, was always a thing we used to do. So, I mean, in that way, it was cool because we were only like 45 minutes from Detroit. But I mean, yeah, growing up, no, it was simple. I mean, we didn't like have much there because it's a smaller city. I mean, it's two and a half, three hours from Toronto, so it's kind of a drive just to to do that. But I mean, I played basketball growing up, and that was my number one sport. I mean, my team was pretty good. We came second in the provincial championship, so like we were a pretty good team growing yeah, up. So. Yeah. That was kind of my thing growing up, but I mean, no, Sarnia is okay. It's nice. It's nice and small, but I mean, yeah, I kind of liked it because I mean, my my grandparents they grew up in or they grew up. They're from Aurelia, oh yeah. So it's like it's a different kind of Ontario, yeah. But at the same time, it's a similar kind of Ontario. But like you were saying, just it being a stone's throw from Detroit, which it's closer to Detroit than it is Toronto. Like you were saying, it it, it was a different. It almost felt like. A different world being in Sarnia, but I am a visitor. I never grew up there, so yeah. I guess you have a different feel. For yeah, it. I mean, I remember like our, our we always used to go like the Pistons, the Red Wings, like all the Detroit teams, and that was like cheap tickets, and it's you're home, there and back in an yeah. hour, so we always would do that. But, I mean, that's probably the best memories of growing up from Sarnia. Awesome, awesome. And my last question for you, Akeem. Uh, you are obviously you're idolized in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you have the distinction of having the first goal, but. You also have the distinction of being one of the first Wanderers to be called up to the national team while being yeah. a Wanderer. What's that feeling like, man? What's the, the pride of putting on your jersey? And, and I know you said playing in front of the Wanderers fans was the first time you've done that on a consistent basis. But, you know, was, was there a big crowd you played at an international level that scared you or... Or were the crowds kind of small? Explain what it's like to play for the Trinidad. Oh, it's, it's, it's more emotional than playing for the Wanderers. Because, I mean, it's your country, you know. I think as a professional footballer, um, as a professional soccer player, your dream is to play for your country, you know. If you have no ambition to play for your country, I don't understand why, you know. 
you still playing soccer. So for me, it was like a big, a big, big deal. Um, and honestly, it, it happened because I was playing for the Wonders, you know. It had other times I was overlooked at performing well in my country, but you know, I've never gotten the call. But while I'm playing here, I end up getting it and uh, it's a, it was a big deal for me, man. A really emotional moment as, as well for me. And I'm just happy to be given an opportunity, you know. And I'm hope, hoping again for the upcoming seasons with the uh, upcoming games with, with my country, I can be called up again. So it was a big deal for me and I'm hoping to be given more opportunities with my national team. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool explaining it to mom because she's grown up watching soccer with me and my brother, obviously. But she doesn't really understand how the whole concept of getting called up to your national team worked. And she was so heartbroken that you weren't at the last game of the season. <laughs> but um, yeah, we were all really, really proud was, of you, man. It, it was sure, so. kind of bittersweet for me because I wanted to play the last game. But, yeah. you know, I wasn't about to give up the opportunity to represent my country. Yeah. No, never, so, man. I, I just think yourself. No, but like we, we, it was, yeah, because like you said, it was bittersweet because we got to give the boys a send off. Yeah. We didn't really get to give you a send off. It was really exciting to see that you were coming back yeah. because um, a unfinished yeah. business, but b like I made sure I came back. Kind of show you how much we appreciated you last sure year. I came back for that one game. Honestly, I really wanted to come back just to play the just to play the game. <laughs> Just for, put on the Wonder jersey, you know, because you never you never know what would have happened the next season. So I just wanted to finish off the season with the Wonders, got the opportunity to do so. Right. On. So I think we've lost. I think we've lost Carlos. I think is uh yeah. Oh, he's gone. Mike. Yeah, his mic. Yeah, like he's still connected, but his, I don't think his mic ah, is okay. working. Um, he he just wanted to let you know that he saw um Adriano play in the Copa oh, America. So he just wants to make. He just wanted to make himself a little bit jealous, so. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, Actually, this is a good question from James. If the supporters were going to have a song specifically made after you guys, like a chant, what song would it be? Or is there like a song, is there like a chant that you guys made for yourself growing up that you could just envision six, seven thousand people singing? Like for our team or for our individual self? For yourself individually. So, like, is there a song you love growing up that if they found a way to make the tune Alex did careless or something like that? So, honestly, the one I really liked lately is, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Will, Will Griggs on from Northern Ireland. Oh, uh, I think yeah. was, like, I mean, like, on my YouTube, like, homepage, like, the recommended videos, it's always, like, those fans singing that song, like, videos. I think that's a really cool one. I mean, I, I don't care who the fans do that. But, um, you guys. but yeah, I think that would work for a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we that's could make that work for a right? So I think that'd be good. I think, like, yeah, go ahead. I think for me, I think for me, like, I I have a lot of a game routine where I listen to a lot of like motivational songs. But like, I always started. I always listen to one song that I've since my first game, even as an amateur, I was listening to. So I know you guys wouldn't know it because strictly from the Caribbean and. It's probably not out there, but it's named, uh, if you go on, you can look it up. It's named Kes, I Am A Fighter. You can look it up and you guys should, should chant it. It's, it's a nice song from Trinidad. What's it called? I'm a fighter? So it's called I Am Yeah, it goes like, I am a lion. Yes, I'm a fighter, you know? So it's, 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 it's a really nice song. Akeem, if, if the, uh, if, check it out. If, if the soccer doesn't work out for you, Akeem, you could always go on Trinidad Idol, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, one thing about Trinidad, though, in most of the islands down there, the music is just yeah, a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, it's it perfect. Is, it is. It's, like, it's the perfect music to play soccer to. It's the perfect music to go to the beach to, to have a yeah. beer to, work all out to. I think all the music is it's close to, like, uh, like, like, I think more Spanish, you know? Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, you're right. That's what I was saying to, to Jan last season when he had a couple of songs going on his phone yeah. when we were talking to him. It, it kind of had a Spanish it's, it's feel fast, to it in a way. Then again, it, it's mellow, you know? So you can hear it. Mm. It's, it's just different from uh, what Alex listens to. Carlos wants to know uh, who picks the music on for the, the locker room. Bit, uh, I think Zella did last year. Definitely. Definitely not, definitely not me, because we had horrible music choices <laughs> last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you listen to, Alex? What gets you hyped before? Oh, uh, I'm a big classic rock guy. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I'm old okay. school like that. Anything '80s, '90s classic rock. Oh yeah. Yeah, you and Dad would get along, man. That's last great. year. <laughs> last year I sat next to Alex. I was like, bro, what are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> the tragically hip. If we all, uh, not with the hip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Keem, you gotta get used to that good Canadian music yeah, now that you're living here, brother. I like I the more I like music, the more I like it. So it's just a matter of getting accustomed. <laughs> just stay away from the echo back, man, maybe. Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't want to keep you here all night, guys. I really appreciate you taking time out from watching Netflix to uh <laughs> hang out with us. Let's hope the season gets yeah, going right. sooner rather than later. Yeah, we didn't um, even really want to talk about safe. that with you guys. Sorry to cut you off, Anthony. We didn't really want really want to talk about that with you guys. I know it's probably on your mind twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean I, I mean we just wanted to distract you guys for at least an hour. Yeah, I mean for us like we're in the same boat as everyone, right? Like we're kind of just waiting for that text every day of what's going to happen, right? It's, we're kind of just yeah. in limbo with the rest of the world. So, I mean, it kind of looks like it's going to be longer than a two-week hiatus, but, I mean, you don't really know. So, we're hoping and hoping that it just can be these two weeks and kind of get back from normal. But you have no idea. I'm sure as everyone wants to know that, that answer, right? But hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's two weeks. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, what's going on is much bigger than sports, right? So, we, we want that to be solved first, obviously. But for the Wanderers and for the CPL, like, we really want to get started as well, just like everyone else. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry for so... learning a perfectly good <laughs> outro, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Have a great evening, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Yeah. Wash your hands. And um, hopefully we'll uh, see thank you soon. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Kim. Thanks. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, guys. Carlos. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. I am a lion. I guess I'm a fighter. For my book, yes, I'll be the writer. Blaze up your fire, missing raise your lighter, brighter, come again. Find the strength within your heart, and with love you'll find your part. I know the road seems hard for so, dream your dreams and don't let go. Cause some of them want to fight you down, some of them want to see you frown. Some of them rather see you on the ground, some of them, some of them. Some of them hate but they don't know All we need is love to grow For the dream, for your life, for your soul Let your power unfold And turn, turn with yesterday And I'm sure I will find my Just want to say thanks to all my guests for taking time out to join us this week It was really appreciated Hope everyone is staying safe and making sure to take care of one another We'll all get through this. If you're stuck at home and need some workouts, head to Evolve Fitness Facebook page. They're doing an online workout and only asking for a $5 donation. All the money raised will go back into local businesses.
It's a really great idea, so please, please check it out. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. You can subscribe at downthepub.ca so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, take care. Cheers.